In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and co-founder, Akita Sanchez, here on 1701 AM, the Voice of Charity Radio Network, and also live on Cradio Online Radio, as we equip you today with practical solutions to live your Catholic faith in our modern world today. Today, um, this, this first Tuesday of Advent, we've got George Manassa, um, and I'm actually switching places with him for today only. <laughs> um, you know, just a bit of fun. Um, but, you know, there's a very special project that you've done, and, you know, it's very exciting. So, you know, you couldn't really talk about it yourself. That'd be a bit <laughs> strange. Um, but George is launching a book. Yeah. So it's so exciting. Um, congratulations. Thank you very much. What a wonderful um, way to end the year. Yes, and uh, here it is. That's the sample. You got the first sample. The first sample here. Beautiful. It'll be out. It'll be launched on the 18th of December this month at St. Patrick's Cathedral, Parramatta. So wonderful. Yeah, well excellent. done. Well, congratulations. That's a huge achievement, um, especially in the year 2020. Yeah. Um, we've all had to make way to do quarantine and George has decided to write a book and be productive, <laughs> be more productive Finish than the, the book, rest really. of us. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think the book was uh, really in the making um, during the past year and a half. And then, you know, I, I finalized that basically at the end of, um, you know, the, the peak of COVID-19, you know, because yeah. you had the time and the energy and I saw, and the direction of the book really went, uh, you know, to envisioning what society would be like after COVID-19, because it's not just a virus, it's a societal change, exactly. you know, that's coming afterwards. So could you tell us what your inspiration was and why you decided to write a book? Oh, look, uh, I think it can, it, the book is really based on the radio show. It's it, the format of the radio show. Uh, we discussed so many topics over the past two years here yeah. on the radio show, and eventually there were there were so many things that we discussed that I wanted to put in the hands of people as a practical guide. Mm -hmm. Obviously, after every single episode, I reflect on myself. I undergo a lot of prayer and reflection over the yeah. week. Whatever we discuss on a weekly basis uh, as our topic, as our agenda for the week. I usually then go back, I pray about it, and then I translate into my own words. I, I look at it through my own lens, and then I sort of documented that over the past year and a half, and then yeah, wow. really finished it during, you know, um, so that every, much. So every episode of The Catholic Toolbox, you actually were documenting it. You weren't just like letting every episode go kind of thing. Well, actually, look, to be honest, not every single episode... Uh, it, it was the ones that really did in my heart that were yeah. very that were very I think important 
to implement in our day-to-day uh, world, yeah, in our day-to-day world. So Amazing. I really looked at them in my own light and thought about them and reflected on them and came up with my own practical solutions. Usually I have my guests come up with the practical solutions yeah. here, but then I thought, you know, I, I'd run it myself yeah. usually. Yeah, in my, in my own mind as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, well, you know, the Catholic Toolbox started in the beginning of 2019 yeah. um, as a, a project for Lent. And yeah. it's wonderful that it's gone from strength to strength. It's now got a publication, yeah. um, which is amazing. But can you tell us what your initial inspiration was for the whole Catholic Toolbox in general? Well, the Catholic Toolbox's inspiration, uh, it goes back, Akita, you know, as the co-founder, <laughs> I'm sure you know, but you're asking on behalf of your... Uh, uh, My friends, you know. Your like, friends and... Everybody uh, else watching out there, you know. <laughs> uh, Really, I mean, it goes back to the Catholic toolbox. I mean, people love the name and the toolbox. Mm. You know, what's it's in the catchy, toolbox? You know? It's catchy. It really is yeah. catchy. When I suggested it to Father John Caddy, the director of the radio station, he, he loved the name, yeah. the Catholic toolbox. Yeah. I think it was a man of trade before entering sure. the priesthood, so he, he loved the name. Yeah. So what really inspired me was the fact that I was looking at the church and, and you know, over the te- past 10 years, I've been looking at the church and, you know, how... In a sense, you know, being ineffective in different areas in proclaiming the gospel, being uh, being as pastoral as possible towards uh, the faithful, and in different areas of the faith. And you know, I, I was at work, and obviously in the construction sector, we have toolbox talks. Mm. Toolbox talks are where you know project managers, project engineers, site managers, everybody who's going to be involved on a managerial level gets together yeah. at a meeting. It's called a toolbox meeting. Yeah. And it's a very systematic meeting where you take the plans, concepts, contracts quotations you put everything together and uh, we execute a, a, an operational strategy operational is where you take a concept an idea and then you you, you find a, a practical strategy operationally to deliver that project mm-hmm. and it, and it was, it was a very good meeting i was we were working on one huge project uh, i think uh, it was uh, in close to the tens of millions mm. and uh, was, i was sitting there sort of dozed off a little bit thought to myself <laughs> oh Imagine if the church could actually have something similar where a toolbox meeting where we can strategize on how to live our faith, how to pastorally uh, and effectively deliver, um, uh, deliver you know, good youth groups, uh, good uh, initiatives for the faith. But let's just focus on spiritually mm-hmm. a practical stra- uh, strategic discussion or meeting about how we can actually take action with our faith Beautiful. in a world you know, where we can learn our faith but then it's actually hard but to live it. Imply it, it in your life as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's one thing to know about your Catholic faith, learn about it, study it, which which is a big thing. We have we have a long way to go with catechesis Absolutely, in the faith. Absolutely. Yeah. But so that's the first dimension, uh, the first uh, dimension of the church's crisis that I yeah that I speak about that we we're lacking catechesis. Most people don't know the Catholic faith. Eight to ten percent of Catholics go to mass, and then yeah. the second dimension is. Uh, what I talk about in the book here, the fact that Catholics who then want to live their faith are struggling to be effective in the real world, in their spiritual life and in how they live the faith and practically implement it in the different aspects of it. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I think it's really needed um, on this day and age. I mean, you know, priests do a wonderful job in their ministry, um, but I was listening to a podcast of two priests, um, one from the US, one from Canada, called clerically speaking and they were speaking about the fact that you know homilies aren't supposed to be practical because they're meant to bring the spiritual guidance to you guys so i think the 
you know, the Catholic toolbox really had a place mm. because, you know, if we're not going to get that in homilies because technically we're not supposed to, then we have to get it from somewhere, right? Exactly. And so the best places, I mean, because COVID has obviously launched such a big avenue in the digital age, you know, whether it's marketing, whether it's um, media, and the fact that you do make this available to everyone around the world, that you interview with different people like Alan Smith from Canada, you've got Deacon Harold Burke Sivers in the US, um, you know, names like that. And it's not just limited to here at the church in Australia, it's the universal church that you are really trying to reach, yep. which makes it really a really strong point in a world that, you know, it's a wonderful church that we have. It's a wonderful church to be part of. Um, exactly. So and, um, the show really, I mean, the fact that then I took the Catholic toolbox as a concept of taking a toolbox talk from construction and making it Absolutely. And faith. it's relatable. Yeah, exactly. Very relatable in a different sense. I mean, I'm not in a construction sector, yeah. but it is definitely relatable in a sense that you've got practical solutions mm. to many different issues that we might encounter um, throughout our, our faith life. Exactly. I mean, really, and then it, it then became a show here on Voice of Charity yeah. on 17.01 AM, yeah. Australia's only Catholic radio uh, network. So, yeah. and then we've been going strong for two years Definitely. and the following is What a blessing it is to have a Voice of Charity in Australia. Yes, and God bless the Voice of Charity. Yeah. And uh, uh, especially during COVID-19, we encourage people to... to to offer as much financial support and spiritual support as yeah, well definitely. during this time, you know, to Absolutely. keep the radio going. Because it, it's it's Australia's only Catholic radio. I mean, I mean, so many people tuned in to this to this radio station, um, whether it's on Facebook, yeah. um, whether it's on YouTube, or whether it's on the seventeen oh one AM channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great because wherever you are, whoever you are, you can access it. And we live in a world that it's impossible to not access anything anymore these exactly. days. Exactly. And so the technological age has, has, has flourished now with COVID-19. And it's important now that the Catholic World is not just a radio show. And that's why I thought I'd get everything off uh, just the show and put it into a book. Yeah. And we saw the necessity people want something in their hand that at least they can, they can take, you know, all the, the major episodes... And, and a reflection on and a digestion of that into a yeah. guide. Yeah, definitely. I don't see it as a book. I, mean, I see it as a guide. Do you mind if I have yes, a look at it? I go. mean, the thing that I found was great about it when I looked over it tonight was that it had areas, you know, in the back where you could write your own notes and yeah. practical solutions where you could take. I mean, I tend to highlight my books. I tend to underline a lot. But having a space to write in can be very helpful, especially if you're going to take it to like a spiritual retreat. Yep. Um, I think that's very handy. So, and it encourages you to, to think for yourself because yeah. when I say the art of practical Catholicism, it's and there's a photo of me on the back. Unfortunately, I don't know how that mm. happened. <laughs> um, really, it's it's not that. Oh, look, it's the this is the art. Of, this book is the art of practical Catholicism. It's really, as I say in the introduction, the 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 it's it's a it's a way of thinking. Mm. The art of practical Catholicism of learning a faith digesting it and then transitioning into coming up with some practical resolutions. Yeah. And some people may not resonate with some of the suggestions or practical tools that I give in each chapter. But then as the introduction lays out as a prerequisite, it's a mindset that you need to constantly be thinking. Yeah, absolutely. How can I adapt whatever area of the faith, whether it's um, chastity, whether it's my prayer life, whether it's how do I evangelize in the workplace, you then need to adapt it to your situation and yeah. come up with the practical 
resolutions for yourself. Absolutely. Like every yeah. workplace is a different place. Um, everyone who surrounds you is probably different to the next person. Exactly. With the people who surround them. Yeah. So it's not like a super one size fits all thing, but it's general enough that everyone can fit, can relate exactly, to it. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, it'll kind of stir up your own thoughts as to how you can implement it in your own life. Exactly. So really. And that's why I make it very clear in the introduction yeah. that, you know, it's, it's a way of thinking you need to think for yourself. Um, and that's why I give you a bit of space in the Wonderful. back to, to jot down your own yeah. thoughts. So I really, I see it as a practical guide post-COVID-19 to taking action. The Absolutely. world's moving at such a fast pace. So it's really a 2020 book with the faith it today. It is. And, that's um, what I envisioned for it. And I wanted to capture 40 different definitely. aspects of the faith that are necessary to be a well-rounded Catholic today, mm, today, definitely. In whatever. Yeah, facet. I mean, your tagline at the front says your faith guide to taking action in a post-COVID-19 world. And we're still kind of definitely in a COVID-19 world, mm -hmm. um, the new normal or whatever they say that it is. But um, I think this is a really good guide mm -hmm. as to how you can kind of navigate that. Navigate exactly. that new circumstance that we're all living in. And, you know, it's something that you really need. I mean, I just flicked through this. Chapter 16, how to engage in mental prayer. We all need mental prayer in our lives. Exactly. We to have conversation with our Lord. I mean, I, I think it's something which, uh, I mean, if you look at a, a lot of people in my parents' generation. Yeah. They had no concept of mental prayer. And uh, being sure. migrants and... And not understanding what mental prayer is. Because uh, you know, was it more of like a community? It was community. Yeah. And they, they did have that sense of conversation with our Lord. But really look at mental prayer on, a, you know, logistically and get, getting doing that very regularly. Yeah, you definitely. Know, on a day-to-day -day basis, even if it's five minutes or ten minutes. Conversation with our Lord, that kind of prayer there. Yeah. That's an example of something which is necessary, I think, Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Um, and what a page to flip on. Um uh, I think we we better but, rush into one of the chapters about <laughs> uh, women uh, dressing modestly. <laughs> why? Why would you bring that up? Well, obviously, I shouldn't be writing about it, so that's why no, I outsourced no, no. that chapter to <laughs> yes <laughs> nobody but uh, nobody else but Akita Sanchez here. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, not you interviewing me. I tonight. thought I'd just sidetrack <laughs> here and. Uh, Speak about, yeah, Akira yeah, has thanks. covered a chapter here for women yes. as a former fashion designer uh, yourself. You you were very generous to give me a chapter to be able to write about. So thank you. Absolutely, um, yeah. And that's wonderful. And you do have wonderful endorsements as well in the back. Um, yeah. <laughs> how did you get the one from your, um, well, he shares the same name as you um, from Card <laughs> that's George why. Cardinal Pell. So he's eminent. Um, uh, took a look at the work and he yeah. saw, you know, that, you know, God, as he says very clearly in the endorsement. Um, so he said, Australia, um, in Australia, God is sleeping and has no hands but ours. Wow. That's powerful. It is time And then he action. ends beautifully. Sorry. He ends. It's it is time. For, you spoiled it for me. I spoiled your tagline. <laughs> there you go. It is time for action. Yeah. <laughs> but like. What did you do? Did you talk to him when he was in Rome or something? Did you go to Rome? No, when he was in Australia. <laughs> His eminence was uh, very generous to give me such a yeah. nice endorsement here. Um, and, and we're praying for him. And we he, are, he, definitely. He's uh, obviously back in Rome at the moment. Mm -hmm. We continue to pray for him and, uh, and how he heroically came out and went yeah, back to absolutely. Rome. Absolutely. Absolutely like a hero. I love it. It really gives 
an identity to the title of cardinal. Yes. The red that's given to a cardinal symbolizes the blood, the shedding of his blood for the sake of the church. Absolutely. I mean, that title needs to be earned. And Cardinal Pell has, by going to prison for, for so like long. I feel like he's been a witness he to has, that. So, he has such a strong witness to and that. And he's been a martyr. He's been trialed unfairly. Mm. And now I think uh, heroically he's emerged. And thank you to his eminence. Yeah. A big shout out to him. Thank you, Rome. Cardinal. Thank you, George Cardinal Pell, for a beautiful... Um, piece of writing on George's piece of writing um, and of course we can't forget that Bishop Umbers has also <laughs> sent his endorsement as well as Deacon Harold Burke Sivers um, so you know very strong points you've got four very strong men on the back of this cover um, and as who's, who's the fourth <laughs> you <laughs> the biggest one I, don't know how I, I ended up on the back there <laughs> yeah well they had to choose a picture didn't they yes no nah, that was uh that was it looks very nice so look thank you very much to uh most reverend uh richard umbers my good friend uh thank you very much for your endorsement of the work um especially we go back you know during uh before he was uh, made bishop so i've known him for a while and uh, especially he's very prominent as the, the meme bishop, you know, we're enjoying yes. your memes and a big shout out to Bishop Richard Umbers and his memes. Yes, that yeah. is wonderful. And so technically you've started your virtual tour um, for this book launch and the physical book launch will actually be taking place on Friday, December the 18th mm -hmm. um, in Parramatta Cathedral. Um, yes. So where you were baptized, I believe. Yes. So, and your headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> People perceive it as my headquarters, you know, St. Patrick's Cathedral, Parramatta. I love my parish and uh, I'm a proud parishioner of St. Patrick's Cathedral. My extended family, when they migrated from North Lebanon, um, settled uh, because we settled in Parramatta. So sure. that became, apart from the Maronite parish in uh, Our Lady Lebanon yeah. and now the Co-Cathedral, uh, that was our go-to, most local. Mm. And, uh, so my parents decided to baptize me there. And um, in the year 1995, and then I was later confirmed the year 2010, actually, which coincided with my reversion to the faith. So it's been 10 years since you've been confirmed. 10 years, yeah, absolutely. By his, uh, his uh, grace, Archbishop Anthony Fisher, yeah. then at the time, Bishop of Parramatta. Yes. Bishop Anthony. Wonderful. So it was an absolute pleasure. And that's been my parish my whole life. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a member of the Parish Pastoral Council and I'm also an assistant master of ceremonies liturgically there. So you have so many things that you do. <laughs> well, I don't know if we do as much as <laughs> the title, but, you know, we do what we can you yeah. know, in the parish. I think it's important. And I, and I lay out a special section about, you know, getting involved in your parish yeah. in the book. Yeah, you know, definitely. Because it's, it's very there's, imperative that... There's a lot of things in there, a lot of wisdom, um, and it might look super, super thin, but it's got a lot of great content in there. It's short and sweet. Yeah, and it's sharp and concise. Exactly. And I uh, just want to not forget to thank um, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Thank you very much from the United States of America uh, for your endorsement. A uh, good friend of mine and uh, he's been a great inspiration to me over the past yeah, uh, five to ten years uh, in his ministry and the way he, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the way he carries his ministry especially. But you spoke about the virtual tour. Yes. Yeah. So we right. started the, uh, two weeks ago. Um, the, I, I appeared on Deacon Harold Burke Sivers' uh, webinar on YouTube, right. on, so on his show, yeah. and uh, we spoke about the book, gave him a rundown, and um, you know, he, he really is doing all he can to promote the book in the United States, mm. because the, this, is, this is applicable worldwide, 
yeah. what I cover here, all the different topics, they're applicable to every um, every asset, uh, every um, aspect of your life, you'd say. So uh, really, and then That's last great. week uh, I was interviewed by Alan J. Smith, mm-hmm. a good friend from sure. on Radio Maria. And you interviewed Canada. him as well. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. On that week. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we had him on the on the Catholic Toolbox on the Tuesday, and then on the Friday I interviewed there. I think it'll be coming out on Radio Maria in Canada. Very cool. Yeah, very shortly. And so nice. this is the the third of the book tour. Kind of a book tour <laughs> on my own show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, a... you're the co co-founder, <laughs> co-founder, so it's really our show. <laughs> really. Okay. I just want to take a just want to acknowledge Akita, who does a lot behind the scenes. <laughs> the Catholic Toolbox, all the promos that go out and all the, as the creative director of the Catholic yeah. Toolbox. <laughs> Big shout out to thank Akita you. here. Thank you. And you do you a know, lot of great work behind the scenes. Thank you, George. Um, yeah. And you know, a lot of people do um, put in a lot of effort and work for the Catholic Toolbox. So, you know, we've got to thank the Voice of Charity. We've got to thank Father John Caddy. We've got to thank Jessie. Jessie um, is behind the scenes, our audio For engineer. all the hard work that she does, for all the headaches that she goes through for us. Yeah. Um, so what a blessing and of course we have to thank everybody who supports us whether you know they're commenting on Facebook or wherever or sending a message Everyone to George through the podcast especially yeah anyone listening to the podcast you know that to us is support anyone praying for us thank you so much um, I don't know if we've ever been able to thank you guys but now yeah. we're able to So yeah I, I love thanking you know, the fans of the show. The show's not just, you know, the host and the founder uh, on mo- on pretty much all the shows, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think you'll be from time to time, you know, ho- co-hosting, hosting uh, yeah. some toolbox shows. But mm. really, it's uh, it's all the effort that comes behind the scenes, the reflection, the prayer, and especially the guests. I mean, they come with their wisdom and we try to extract their knowledge and information and yeah. come up with some strategies on what can we do to then leave the episode and everyone can take notes. Let's go back out tomorrow, or actually now, mm. not tomorrow, now, and do a better live, whatever aspect of the faith it is, in a better sense. I feel like you grind your guests a lot harder than I grind celery to get celery juice, you know. <laughs> and that goes through a crazy juice. I, I don't like celery juice. <laughs> I know you don't. I neither do I, but, you know, you got to drink it's it for It's good on health. the calories. you got to drink it for your health. Yeah. You know, and it's... It's very detoxing, actually. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about celery juice, are we? We're here to talk about your book. It's like celery juice here. No, it's better. It's a lot better. We took all the wisdom, we put it in a book. It's got got a lot of spiritual nutrition in there, which is wonderful, Um, as well as a good detox for you. Um, Yeah. So, you know, why don't we... Why don't we just take a break at the moment and we'll take some calls. And what's the number, George? The magic number is 9625-6111. That is 9625-6111. Or for people who want to comment on Facebook Live yeah. on any of the platforms, the EWTN, Asia Pacific, the Catholic Toolbox, Voice of Charity. Um, and don't forget, you can also email us at thecatholictoolbox at gmail.com. So we'll take your questions you know, once we go and come back after the break. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
And welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox. I'm your host and co-founder, Akita Sanchez, here on 17.01 a.m. So the Catholic Toolbox is also live um, for those tuning us with us on Cradio, perusing media's online radio at cradio.org.au. Um, we're also available on Facebook Live, um, on EWTN, so a few different channels where we're available tonight. Um, I'm with George Manassa, by the way, um, who actually is the co-founder He's the other co-founder and the host, <laughs> the real host. I'm just filling in today because he's the guest. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> the tables have turned. I usually sit on this side. Yeah. feels different on this side. Does it? It's more relaxing. It's not though. your good side, is it? It's much more relaxing. I think people can <laughs> feel I'm a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> I feel like this is like the stressful side. There's a it lot is, more It is, yeah. Way. There's something. I know when you sit on that side, it's like, oh. <laughs> you got to control the whole, sh whole show here. I'm just a guest. Yeah. Are you having fun? I, I am. Are you enjoying I'm doing this? nothing here. Are you enjoying the fact that you wrote a book and now like you can get someone in else in to, in to actually interview you about it? <laughs> On the show. There you go. Yeah. Wow. You read my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, feel free, anyone to call in 9625-6111 and we're accepting comments, emails, um, anything and everything so hit us up um, if you've got any comments or anything um, we're happy to chat with you um, otherwise George and I will just keep chatting here you can yeah, just listen absolutely. to us um, yeah so this book we forgot to mention how can you buy it and who published it um, look and a big shout out look I think probably be worth continuing to acknowledge the other people that are involved um, sure whose names yeah let's get I mean, to the front of the book the front now we spoke about the back of the book so as you can see the three endorsements the front of the book now as you can see um, as he says the art of practical Catholicism which is also the motto of the Catholic toolbox show so really Catholic toolbox show is the center of the Catholic toolbox basically and then we venture out from there we publish this book um, we consult to any you know, any parish or youth group that needs help, you know, in mm -hmm. implementing a strategy. Um, so we have the Catholic Toolbox radio show and podcast, um, our logo here. And at the top we have the forward, which is written by Father John Flater, uh, my good friend. And uh, I've received spiritual direction for many years from Father John Flater. And mm -hmm. he's been a good friend uh, from the early days of my reversion back to the faith in the year 2000 and end of the year 2009, early 2010. Father John Flater has been instrumental um, over the past 11 years as a priest of the Prelature of Opus Dei. Um, he's, um, he's been a great example of uh, the spirituality of St. Jose Maria. As someone who's actually lived with a saint, he's lived with St. Jose Maria. Yeah, that's I mean, it's fun. It, Very rarely do you actually meet that's actually a, anybody who, who's met a saint, a that, canonized saint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you know, us new mortals, we just go to Rome and hopefully we come across some relics we can venerate. But here we go, Father John Flood has just beaten us all to it. There you go. He's lived with a saint. <laughs> he knows. He's lived with Saint Jose Maria. He uh, probably remembers how he's brushed his teeth and all of that. You yeah. know what he did. All those little things. Yes. What he used to eat for breakfast. What he used to like. Yeah. Us new mortals will never know unless we talk exactly. To John so about it's it. so it's amazing that you know um, he, he's actually met. Saint Jose Maria himself. Yeah. And, uh, 
He's um, the columnist for the Question Time in the Catholic Weekly newspaper. Very cool. And yep. also the author of uh, many series, and uh, they're acknowledged actually in the back of my book in the recommended reading list, uh, the many series of um, Question Time. So obviously the collection of all the questions, that, which he does brilliantly. Yeah, When, he, when Father John Flater answers a question, he He's, answers a question. Oh, he really does. He doesn't leave anything out. <laughs> you get the historical background, you get the sequence, you, you get a comment. Usually, you yeah. know, oh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and then he goes straight like into that, the history, yeah. the development, church history, scripture. He quotes from different areas. And you, you come back with, with well-rounded um, no, uh, knowledge about the actual question that you asked more than what you anticipated. Absolutely. So he's published Question Time Series uh, 1 all the way to now. He's publishing, I believe, Question Time Series 5. So be sure wow. to check out Father John Flater. Um, and uh, he's also, uh, I believe, uh, successfully uh, completed a series of episodes on um, Introduction to the Catholic Faith, which mm -hmm. was aired on EWTN. Yeah, wonderful. Yes. So big shout out to Father John Flader. Yes. Um, and we do have a question here before we yep. go on to your next acknowledgement. So... Um, we've got an email here. Thank you to Mary for sending it through. Congratulations on your new book, George. Who can read your book? Is it targeted on a specific age bracket? And how can we obtain copies? Thanks. Exactly. Which, which is your original question. I mean, thank you very much, Mary, for the question. First, I'll start off by saying that this book uh, contains 40 different topics, which I believe are based on different episodes. And some actually weren't episodes, just areas of necessity. Things like... Catholic Business Networking, How to Find a Spiritual Director. And it's it's very much targeted to, let's say, the young adult, a teenager and above. Or even, let's say, yeah, let's say a teenager and above, someone in high school and above can but understand the book. Literally anyone and everyone Anybody can read could it. read I mean, it, right? It's, it's, it's there's simple. No, there's no age limits to it, but yeah. I probably wouldn't recommend a five-year-old to read it. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Unless they're, you know, they're rich above the age of reason, you know, hopefully, sure. God willing. But really... You know, I have confidence that anybody from early high school and above can read this book and understand it. Uh, the way I've written it is, is very simple. It's straight to the point. Um, uh, it, it contains the richness of church teaching, the quoting the catechism. Usually I, fo I focus on the catechism, scripture and saints and uh, quotes from different saints. And then I go, the format has, uh, let's, if we take a topic, for instance, like chapter two, focusing on achieving salvation. Yeah, so see, that's that's universal. That's universal. I mean it's it's very simple to read. It it caters towards everybody because the art of practical Catholicism of, you know, the the mindset of having the art of practical Catholicism being able to take any aspect of our faith after we've learned it as the prerequisite and then di uh, understand it digest it and then mechanically translate it into, hey, a strategy. What can I do to then take mm. action, live my faith in any aspect of our faith? So you take chapter two, for instance, focusing on achieving salvation. I reflect on it, give you a, a quote from uh, a source, and then we digest it. And then we go into three practical strategies, three yeah, practical wow. tips or tools in how we can implement that and take action. So yeah. it's, it's very simple to read. In the words of Father John Flader in the foreword, of the book, um, he says that you know anybody of any age group really can can take this and use this as a resource. You know, I didn't want to publish a book; I wanted to publish a guide, a guide that anyone can use, not just pick up once and read it, but really refer back to it 
help them, uh, help them, you know, take action. It can be a reminder. Let's say if they, they're at work and they're struggling with, uh, you know, how do I evangelize such a difficult culture? They can refer to, you know, how to, the chapter on how to evangelize in your workplace and really look at the three practical tips. They may say, mm, maybe one of the tips doesn't actually work. Mm. But that's why there's the notes section. You can go back and say, mm, how can you adjust it to your situation? Yeah. It's really getting you to think, but hey, I start you off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's an interactive, it's meant to get you involved. It's meant to be simple to understand and practical, Mary. And the thing about the book is that it has just my personal touch, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right that's what we you know it's like a little bit like i'm conversating with you in the book yeah you know i take you through a bit of a journey but i, I stay you know on on the mission there yeah people will hear your voice as they read this yeah Lou. i was hearing my voice <laughs> when i was reading over it i think <laughs> oh dear <laughs> yeah <laughs> no nah, that's a good thing um yeah that's really exciting um so who has published this and where can people mm. buy it where can people buy it? So, which goes in the second question of Mary. I'd just like to acknowledge my good friends, Perusia Media, and now Perusia Press as well, um, who've published these uh, this work. Um, been a good friend of Shabal Raish for you know over a decade. And he's very familiar with the Voice of Charity. He's very familiar well. with Voice of Charity, who runs at Perusia Hour here. Big shout out to Perusia Hour and the tremendous work that they do. I mean, Perusia now. Um, if you actually think about are, are an essential resource. Voice of Charity mm. here is Australia's only Catholic radio network and Perusia, which is the media, uh, not just media, but show media, but they're basically the media for Australia. They supply the resources mm -hmm. to Australia at, at a level which nobody does. They produce resources. Absolutely. They books, really do. CDs. Um, I remember uh, when they, they would... They have the USBs. Like, they have every single... Yeah, absolutely. Like they'd bring in speakers like, you know, maybe about eight years ago. That's when I kind of first mm. remember encountering Perusia Media. And they have so many resources and you'll find them like in every church you go to. Like there's CDs on the front. And no doubt absolutely. that hopefully your book will get stocked in some parishes as well. Um, so people can access it um, at their local. Yep. Um, Which yeah, I just I would just like to bring in a little bit of a, little bit of a sidetrack here. Yeah, and just go mention, ahead. Yeah, so they the book has received a nihil obstat, which is, um, that means so there's that no, mean? nihil obstat means there's no obstacle. Okay. No obstacle to the faith. That so there's sense. no, there's no heresy <laughs> that's in my work. So That's good. You know, which is good, yeah. That means it's Catholic. <laughs> it means it's Catholic, yes. So, On brand. So obviously, um, uh, big shout out to, you know, uh, the nihil obstat that was given um, by uh, the diocese paramount, yeah. So the Fantastic. officials, yeah, the censor laborum there, and um, yep. uh, the bishop there as well. Thank you very much for the uh, censoring, and obviously ensuring that yep. there is no nothing contrary to the faith. And yep. you know, God bless you, and uh, I'm praying for you know, Parramatta, my hometown. And yep. uh, yeah, definitely very diocese. important to keep our clerics in mind and yep. to keep praying for them as well. Absolutely. So, look, thank you very much to Perusia me for publishing the work. Shabba Rash yep. saw a lot of good that was to come about it uh, here. So if you see up on the screen here, we um, if you want to actually purchase the book right now, you're able to pre-order it by going to Perusia Media and going to the store section. Or, or more easily, what you can do is you can click, if you're looking on Facebook Live, you can actually click on the link within the caption, within the actual post, and that will take you to Perusia Media store where you can pre-order 
the book. So That's so exciting. Yes, because they'll be made available. So what's happening is um, the official launch of the book, where it's actually going to become available, is on the 18th of December at St. Patrick's Cathedral, Parramatta. Mm -hmm. That's on the 18th of December at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Parramatta. Uh, but here we're launching it digitally, obviously, but it's the book's not out yet. So look, I highly recommend to get a copy and um, support the Catholic Toolbox movement and what we're trying to achieve here. And more importantly with the book is uh, allow, us, uh, allow me to help you with some of the wisdom here uh, to get you started to taking action with the faith, with this mindset of the art of practical Catholicism and help you with 40 different aspects of your faith and then hopefully you can build up on it. It's not just a book where, you know, you read it, it's everything's here mm -hmm. and we just, we, we read without questioning or we just read and look at it blindly. It's there to start you on a journey. That's yeah. how I see my talks. That's how I see the radio show. That's how I see this book. That's how I see the world that at least I'm here to contribute something, but then I'm here to start you on a journey. You need, everyone needs to become interactive. Yeah, We need to interact. We need to treat the book as something as, hey, this is starting me off and then I'm going to adapt this to my situation. Mm. I mean, it's really the the spirit of the art of practical Catholicism. That is, that's very promising and that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so I don't know what else to ask you. It's such a, it's such a wonderful book and I don't re like, I want to get into it, but at the same time, I don't want to give it away, um, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so, and it's, it's brilliant. I mean, there's 40 chapters. You could even like look at it as something you could use for the next 40 days in your solitude. Maybe you want to do a 40 day retreat or, you know, maybe in 40 Lent. day retreat. Yeah. Maybe they, for there you Lent, go. that might 40 be days something, of prayer. Yeah. That you could 40 take day off. transformation. The, re the, the significance of the 40, as I say in the introduction, is that I've reflected over two Lents yeah. uh, about these different areas. I think that, you, you know, to become a well rounded Catholic in the world. Uh, wherever you are, you know, 40 different aspects were collected and I thought I'd keep it to 40. 40 was the number. Just yeah. like three practical tools is a number, 40 is a number as well. So, yeah, like, I mean, in the introduction, I, if you go to the end, I speak a little bit about, you know, using this as your faith guide, you know, as we navigate into the, the uncharted territories of the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, I at the front, actually, I didn't mention post-COVID-19 world because you want this to go down as not just a post-COVID-19 book. But it's something that relates not just to this year, but to like our life in general. Yes, now into the future to come. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It's, you can't just limit it to COVID-19. I mean, COVID-19 is something yeah. that obviously hit the whole world. But, um, you know, I think life goes on. Yeah. And we just... But there will be a change in society where we're more interactive, we kind of, we're at a faster pace. Like, if you look at after the GFC in 2008, society moves so so rapidly, technologically, absolutely. industrially, everything. And yeah. that has sociological effects on uh, the culture, on morals, on, uh, on the way, you know, we, we value life. You know, do we, do we value money more than life? Mm. Do we just uh, survive all the fittest? So really, there are sociological changes that come with a change in society every cycle, you know, or era. So it's important now that, you know, as things sort of go back to normal, but things will be different. It's important to be prepared yeah. for what's to come uh, in the future. So that's why I was very much inspired to finalize this during COVID-19 and uh, get it out to everybody.
Yeah. Now, now it's beautiful. Now we've started uh, Advent. I th- it's a it's a rebirth for us. Yeah. I think it serves as a good. You've, uh, you've launched it at the start of the new church year, which exactly. uh, is beautiful. Exactly, and, it, and we it's really like aim it's a very that. Adventy color, don't you think? Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it serves as a good uh, Christmas present. It's on brand. <laughs> yes. So if I can relieve your uh, Christmas shopping stresses, especially during COVID nineteen, you're able to go digitally online very easily and click the link in uh, the caption here on Facebook, or just go to ParusiaMedia.com and go to the store section. You can find. Um, the Art of Practical Catholicism, where you can find my name, George Manasseh, there, and you can order it there. It, um, it, makes, it makes a good Christmas gift, especially for people struggling to implement their faith. Or even, I say, you know, this is really for Catholics trying to take action with their faith. But what's actually interesting is I've met so many people over the past 10 years that are at different levels, people who are, let's say, atheist and, you know... <laughs> But they know the Catholic faith and they're mm. interested in sacred music. They're yeah. interested in liturgy, but they actually, they don't believe in God. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've <laughs> met people who are just sort of half, half, you know, torn between, you know, do I come back to the faith? And they know the faith, but, you know, can I live the faith? Am I worthy of There's so many people on different journeys that even someone who isn't Catholic, this could act as an evangelization tool. By sure. seeing the fact that they can live this yeah. in their life, this then preaches to them that this is true. You're coming from the back end. Like as Aristotle says, I do, therefore I am. So if you want to become Catholic, learning how to do or live Catholicism or take action with your faith in 40 different areas really shows that this stuff actually works. Because Mm. if you're going to come to the Catholic faith, really, it's not just about studying it and saying this is true. If people look at it as, um, as something that they can live, this can help them with their faith. So this can be an evangelization tool as well. Yeah. That's how I thought about it. And you mentioned before that you didn't want to write a book, but you rather this is more like a guide. So would you say that this is like a guide on getting to heaven? Absolutely. So the goal of the, uh, the Catholic faith and the Catholic toolbox radio show and everything that we do here on every single topic that we discuss on the radio show and everything that's discussed in this book mm-hmm. is there to align to the the mainstream goal, which is help you aid yeah. the salvation of your soul. Yeah. I mean, it really... And that's always been yeah. the goal of the Catholic toolbox in general anyway, right? Yes. To achieve the salvation. We, we are called to become saints. Second Vatican Council reaffirmed the universal call to holiness. We're all called, no matter what you do, whether you're um, whatever profession, mother or father... Uh, you're single, uh, you're a priest, you're religious, whoever you are, whether you're a lay person or religious or a priest, you're called to holiness, we're called to get to heaven. Mm. This is the mission of the church, which is the salvation of souls. And this is the mission and the goal of the faith. I mean, we're not here to you know, feed the poor and do all the charitable works and social justice for nothing. Mm. You know, just we're, we're not an NGO. Mm. We're here because we're, we're fighting. We are the church militant. On earth, uh, we are militant on earth because the powers of darkness are ever restless in order to encompass her destruction. So the church exists in three places. Heaven, the church triumphant. Purgatory, where they're still undergoing purification. Uh, so the church uh, in waiting in purgatory. And now we are here, stuck on earth. <laughs> we are the church militant. We are yeah. here to fight a war every single day spiritually uh, ourselves and that translates externally into you know how we fight for life how we uh, fight for the faith and defend the faith in politics in the public square we are here to fight a war 
to get to heaven, mm. to achieve the salvation of our soul. And every single topic here, whether it be, let's take an example. If we open the book here, if we take, let's start from the back, you know, so, um, dressing modestly for women, dressing like a Catholic man, discerning a life of blessed singleness, how to date Catholic style, um, Catholic business networking. Mm. All these things are ordered towards uh, achieving uh, sub-goals, which reconnect to the, the ultimate goal, which is we're here to grow in holiness. What for? To get to heaven. And, you know, those topics that you did just choose out, like right then, they're very, they're topics that really, um, I think are, they're implemented in our everyday lives. I mean, networking, I think, is... You a have very, to do it. It's a very vital thing in, a prof- in, in someone's professional career. And how do you do it Catholic style? Who's ever written on that, you know? That's a it's thing, yeah. A I really niche. thought about it. There's, there's been people who've written about it, but I don't think to the extent... But the, the way I sort of speak about it... It is it such a, a niche bit. area. Yeah. And, I mean, you are a great networker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you love it. Mm. Um, so you're a great person to write about it. I don't mind it, although... Um, I love it when I get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm very exactly, different to you. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's not out of, hey, look, I just want to, to write about it because it's yeah. different, just for the sake of being different. Uh, you know, I, the way I looked at it was, where is there a need and a void for mm. Catholics? I mean, this book is mm. there to take action because people are struggling. That, that's where the need came from, struggling yeah. to live the faith, be effective in the world, so there's a need for Catholic business networking. Yeah. Something w- which is like ha- how to, you know, uh, supporting Catholic businesses into networking on a business level between Catholics and how we should prioritize um, uh, people of our faith mm-hmm. uh, in business, uh, in procuring services, you yeah. know, something like that. Because uh, I think it's important that we support each other, even yeah, on a financial absolutely. level as Catholics. Absolutely. You know, really, I think we don't emphasize it enough. We should really support Catholic Almost like support our own. Yeah. Obviously, with your business interests in mind, that comes first. Mm. It's not a moral obligation, but we do need to strive for that, you know, to, to build up the kingdom of God. Because if you think about it, it's um, if you support, let's say, you're a builder and um, you're a practicing Catholic and then you have an electrician who's, you know, a subcontractor of a builder who needs um, that constant, uh, who, who you can provide constant business. The fact that he has constant business because you're prioritizing, let's say, helping a fellow Catholic out, a practicing Catholic out, means, hey, let's say the income increases and that means they there's less restraints on their openness to life. They can have a bigger family. So you're aiding the salvation of the world just, just by that. I just took a yeah, small absolutely. example, a small scenario. So every topic we speak about really relates to salvation of souls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's... And like, you know, to bring it back to today's modern economy, economy i mean australia has been through quite a lot of things this year like the bushfires COVID, yes, and there's hard. been a really big push into supporting a local business so it's the same thing that we need to do we need to support our local businesses and if that means it's supporting a catholic business then that makes sense like for example where would you rather buy um, a rosary from like from a from a someone who custom makes them and notices that there's 10 beads on every single um, you know, yes, or a, or a mass production, or, or a mass corporate produ- produced one. Like I, my parents have ended up praying with one with like seven beads on it, and I was like, <laughs> "There's not enough beads on this." You know what I mean? You can tell so, that. You know, it's, it's little things like that. Like, where do you source your <clears throat> goods? Um, and it could even fall down to where do you get your bread from and things like that. Exactly. Where do you do it's shopping? Not, it's not a big deal. Where do you get your thing? fuel from? 
you know. Um, like if you know someone who's Catholic and like their prices on fuel are very comparative, then why not? Support you know? them. Go out of their way to support. So that's an example, a small part of that, cha- yeah. that chapter mean, and that section. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I love it when I go grocery shopping um, to like a small kind of deli or um, a butcher or something. And I see that they've got photos of saints or like a cross or crucifix. There you go. And, you know, it's kind of like in my head, I make a mental note and I'm like, okay, I'll come back here. Um, because I know given that this service is good yeah there obviously you have to seek out what's in your own interest but surely you know if you put enough effort where your own interest can align with hey someone who is also a practicing Catholic that mm. you know let's say you need a dentist you know obviously you don't want to go uh, you want to go to a good dentist mm. that does the job well that's the first priority but then looking around okay who's a good Catholic dentist because that's been recommended by somebody else was, yeah by let's say um, my father from the parish, my spiritual director, who recommends it's, it, and then I make an attempt there. It's a Catholic to, way to support local. It's a Catholic and way to support. It's a mindset. It. But at the same it's time... It's an art of practical Catholicism <laughs> in that respect. That's right. Of Catholic procurement. Well, you know, if you're going to support the economy by supporting local... Exactly. I mean, I've started to buy coffee when I used... I used to be super, super stingy. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, I'll buy some coffee to support my favorite cafes. Otherwise, they'll never be around. Exactly. And it's the, the same. Thing. And if they're, ca- if they're Catholic cafes, then it's exactly. even better. Instead of know? buying from a major corporate place, make that little bit of an effort. Even sometimes it might be 50 cents extra or yeah, exactly. 20 cents extra. But if it's negligible, yeah. you might as well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It makes it, if you go that extra mile to support each other. And that's just one person doing that. Can mm-hmm. you imagine if on a compounded mass scale, all practicing Catholics, people of goodwill do that? Mm-hmm. You know, the... the and then they teach others to do that. If you teach mm-hmm. 10 people and then 10 times 10, that's 100 people. And then 100 people are teaching 10 other people yeah. each. Then 10, 10, 10, it compounds. So really, if I we all Alan pull did, together. Alan did say that last week. Yeah. And he like, like, don't be discouraged. Yes, if I it's just remembered that. If it's just one person that you're affecting, because that one person can affect several others who could affect several others. Yeah. And that number becomes so compounded that you never realize how big it is. But God knows. So exactly. So really, that's the thing that really matters, right? We're instruments of the Holy Spirit. We're not. Yeah. We we are not the center. Where it's not our work that we're carrying out. This book, you know, obviously was not a production. Obviously, I got in the way, but I think God, uh, praying about it, I think this can really help people. I mean, yeah. that's the objective of the book. It's not simply to sell to people. Oh, here's a book. Um, it's really we we have a we, there is a need for Catholics to be effective in the world in whatever aspect of their faith. That's why we run the show and that's why this book is out. Mm. And with that need, we're trying to meet that need by providing you a guide that you can have within your hands. I mean, it's not so big to get through and it's simple and, it's, and straight to the point, it's but it's a, rich. It's rich, I believe, it in its content. Rich. Yeah, it and is And it's rich. accessible to other people. But and it's that was not the, hard to read. You it's know? not hard to For read. For me, like reading certain spiritual books can be very difficult. Yeah. Like, I'm not... A scholar. I'm not like I can't. Sometimes I can't fathom the Summa the- Theologica, you know. But this is very easy in comparison. And to what's that. actually important is, um, in light of let's say Cardinal Ratzinger when they issued and finalized the um, the the latest version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, they knew people don't know Thomistic theology anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Aristotelian Aristotelian philosophy. They don't un- understand. They don't know how to read a Baltimore Catechism. Yeah. That's why we're like, if we're, we have to cut down, not water down the faith, just explain no, it in an easier all. way so people can just learn a topic of the faith. Let's say abortion, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, let's say a topic on anything. They just need to know what the faith is. It just needs to be digestible. Yes, we've gone generations after. We've gone fifty years of the church in crisis after the Second Vatican Council due to social upheaval, different factors there. That's a different topic, but it's because of that that you know people have been uncatechized for so long. Mm. So we need to keep it simple. And I believe in this book. Uh, that's why in the first section, as I do with the Catholic Toolbox show, we take an extract from the teaching of the church from a different, uh, from a particular source, which will educate you, it will catechize you in that section of the chapter. And then we'll proceed to digest it, we'll reflect on it, and then we'll go into three practical yeah. solutions, three practical tips on how to take action yeah. with your faith. So it does three things, the three-folded body. Um, we introduce the topic, take a... And reflect on a teaching of the church from an extract. Then we digest it, mechanically translate, and how we can really take action. Then we provide three practical tools or tips or strategies that are practical. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's been fantastic talking to you about your book. Thank you so much for enlightening us and um, for releasing a book. I think that's just great. It's a great. It's another great resource that's out there. Thank you very much for your, especially your contribution to this book. Um, here and your work here on the Catholic Toolbox Show. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awkward. Excellent. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. You can now purchase this as a book, which is great. Um, But until now, I'm your host and co-founder, Akita Sanchez. Until next week, God bless, take action and stay safe. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity.